0: This dynamic Bible-based message was recorded at Good Hope Christian Center. Now, let's listen to this exciting, Holy Spirit-inspired message. We're really quick to be condemnatory and condemn others, but many times we condemn ourselves. And I think one of the... Pivotal scriptures, well, I know it's pivotal scriptures, a scripture that believers would know. Those of you who don't attend church, and I'm Pastor Nev, is the scripture in Romans 8 verse 1 that says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, don't condemn yourself. You may have planted a seed and it didn't grow. Anybody here ever planted a seed? Anyone planted a bean? Anyone did the experiment at school where you took a little bit of, I don't know, cotton wool and you put the seed between the cotton wool and, and, and you had to watch it grow? Any, anybody done that? Anyone done that? Well, you, you had to wait for it to grow. And if you remember, you'd kind of peek when you were a child to see if it was growing. And you didn't realize that... That wasn't a good thing to do. Or you forgot to water it and the cotton wool got dry. When you have seed in the ground, I want to encourage you just before we we partake of communion. When we have seed in the ground, seed has to be watered. That's why the Bible says those who sow in tears. Your tears have watered your seed. Your tears, sometimes they may be tears of joy, tears of sorrow, tears of depression, tears of despair, but your tears water the seed that is in the ground. Tears you've cried, whether it's over your children, your grandchildren. There are times people say to me, Pastor Neff, how come we'll see tears in your eyes on the platform? Well, it's not because I'm sad, it's because I sense the presence Of the Holy Spirit. And and, um, you know some people laugh. Some get drunk. Uh, It takes a while for me to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. When I do, I do. Uh, But uh, we all respond differently. But your tears that have been sown on your seed have watered that seed. And some of you have watered seed for a while. Others of you say, well Pastor Nev... I watered the seed, but it looked like fire came through and destroyed the seed. Well, those of you who live here understand that fire opens some seed that hasn't grown for a hundred years. So the Bible says some went through the fire, some went through the flood, but we all come, It's that these are the words of a song, but we all come through the blood because Christ... The, is the seed. And when I'm reminded of Calvary, I'm reminded that we all come to him and through him, through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we come to the table of the Lord, we don't just look at the table of the Lord and say, well, it's communion and we're having communion. But there's a whole lot more. We're reminded that communion doesn't only remind us of the last meal that Jesus had with his disciples, or the meal that they had when they came out of Egypt where they were slaves and then they were free. Or you can go further back wherever you go in scripture, you'll find they had a meal. And the purpose of the meal together was to show that we were family, we're together with each other, we agree with each other. David was very clear in the scripture, he, uh, or Hebrew culture is very clear. You didn't eat with your enemies, you didn't put your feet under their table. Now, we have that same saying here don't put your feet under my table. Do we or don't we? How many of you heard that saying? People say, don't put your feet under my table. But by that, we mean we don't want to have fellowship. But Jesus sat at the table when Judas betrayed him. But he wasn't bothered about Judas, per se. Peter really had done the same thing. But really what had transpired, Peter also denied Jesus. Same thing. Judas, but except Peter, came back and Jesus forgave him. Judas didn't come back. He went out and destroyed his own life when in fact he was with the giver of life. So when we have seed in the ground, we're always with the giver of life. Christ is that seed, and I want to encourage you, whatever you think is dead, God is able to resurrect. Whatever you think has been burnt by fire, God is bringing out some flowers out of the fire. And that seed, which maybe you thought, I forgot to water it, You've been watering it with your tears and some of the struggles you've been going through, but that seed will grow, and seeds don't grow all at the same pace. Beans grow differently to peas, grow differently to pumpkins, grow differently to sugarcane. They all have different growth rates. And depending on what you're growing, if you're growing a big oak tree, it takes many years to be an oak tree. But when, when the storm comes, you can't move an oak tree. Can't move an oak tree. If you're growing a, a corn, or what we would call a mealy, the wind comes and just blows it down, and the locusts can eat it. But the locusts don't come in and destroy an oak tree. But when you look at an oak tree, it's a tiny little seed about the size of the top of your thumb. It's not a big seed. It's a small seed, but in it there is a big seed. Tree, And so at Calvary, Calvary to the world looked like a small seed because there were only 12 disciples. But Jesus rose from the dead and now millions and millions of people have heard and are hearing. He is not here. He has risen just like he said. Now, Father, as we come to the table of the Lord today, We are reminded, we're reminded that you shed your blood, you died, you prophesied your own resurrection. Those around didn't believe it, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave confidence to Jesus. We thank you that as we're in this room, the same Spirit That raised from Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit. The law of resurrection life is in each and every one here. Amen. Those who are serving communion, if you would come, Amen. You're a guest with us today. and you've committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ you know him as your lord and savior we invite you to participate and join us in communion in, church, in different churches called communion if you're out of a catholic church it would be the eucharist and amen but you would have but the table of the lord is always respected and honored because we recognize what Jesus did at Calvary. Amen. So I want to remind you as you partake communion this morning. Many times we sing really sad songs. But the song we reminded of today, rain happens. Because there's seed in the ground. The Bible tells me at the communion table there's healing in this table. There's healing in the table. There's restoration in the table. There's unity for your family in the table. Even if you're on your own and you partake of communion, I'm well aware that Jesus was broken. But the point isn't the brokenness. The point is the wholeness. He was broken so I could be made whole. Spirit, soul, and body, my mind, my emotions. Go ahead, go ahead. My mind, my soul, my, my body, he was broken so that my, the broken pieces of my life can be put together. His blood was shed so that I could become bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Any medical professional will tell you that blood is important. Blood is important. That's why the Bible says the life is in the blood now we're aware when jesus said to his disciples unless you eat my body and unless you drink my blood you have no part of me and so people thought jesus was encouraging them to be cannibalistic he wasn't encouraging people to eat each other and drink blood he wasn't encouraging that because that's How the heathen behave in demonic ritualistic sacrifices. Jesus wasn't saying that at all. He always made it clear it's the fruit of the vine. Why would you say the fruit of the vine? Well, He is the vine and we are the branches. But you find the fruit. I encourage you go go online and watch my little short video on a word for you i was walking through the vines and picking the grapes which i shouldn't have been doing and tasting them and i said 20 these grapes are so sweet they're so sweet and she said we shouldn't really be picking the grapes on a farm so my initial thought was that the grape would be sour But I took a hold of this red grape, tiny little red grape, and a little later actually went and bought a little jar of jam or preserve that was made out of those grapes. And when I took that little grape and put it in my mouth, actually Pastor Wendy did it it first. We were co-conspirators like the Garden of Eden. And... and, uh, (laughs) And when I I tasted that that grape, I said, it's so good. It's so sweet. But it's a red grape. And when I looked at it, I said, I'm reminded where Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. At the end of the branch, that's where you find the grapes. And that's where you find the sweetness of Calvary. And it's in that grape where you find the seed so that you can have seed in the ground. Amen. Amen. So as we come to partake of communion, and I just want to ensure that everybody is served in the building. I'm just encouraging you in the scripture today. We're reminded, we're reminded of that goodness of our lord jesus christ broken so that we can be whole his blood shed so that i can be bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh well pastor neb why is important if you were here last sunday night and the talk around the world is the coronavirus hasn't got better it's increased 138 South Africans they're wanting to bring back into the nation. So the statistical numbers have increased. But you see, you can walk in the middle of sickness and disease and it not touch you. You can walk. (laughs) Really? Really? The way it would work, everybody's locked in their own home under solitary confinement. That's not happening with me. I'll, I'll be out the window. I'll be somewhere. Really? Living in fear? No, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk according to the word of God. This meal was a meal that Jesus took when people were trying to destroy him. This was a meal that they took in Egypt. Where everyone under the authority of Pharaoh. Pharaoh could have annihilated everyone. Mass genocide overnight. He had the power and the authority to do it. And they took of this meal. And the Bible says they walked out the next day and they borrowed from their neighbors. Some of you look at me really strange. Pandemic. Calamity, worst things happening on the earth. They walk out of Egypt and they carry out their neighbor's silver, their gold. You look at me really strange. These are simple things I'm sharing with you. One man's sugar is another man's poison. Right now who is ever selling masks is making finance. Come on, you know, the little masks for the face, making finance. A guy arrived at the back door shredding paper and he had a big, big mask on here. And then the the gentleman who came and said, can somebody please sign for the shredding of paper? And so I, I signed. I didn't have a mask on. I'm looking at the guy with the mask on going, what's happening here? I thought he's got a big mask on with big filters and I'm being handed the pen and the paper. Come on, you've got to have a bit of a sense of humor about it. I'm watching all of this and going, hey, this guy's got a big mask on. He's protected, but he's handing me a pen and he's handing me a paper, which means I'm exposed to whatever he's protecting himself from. so when we come and I'm just fine so when we come to the table of the Lord I want you to take the bread in your hand and say Father I thank you that your body was broken that I might be healed I thank you the night you were betrayed you took the bread and you broke it you say this is my body which was broken for you. You were broken that I might be healed and I receive healing now in Jesus' name. Would you take the bread and eat it? Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Father. It says the same night after that, he took the cup cup and said, This is the cup of the new covenant, a new agreement in his blood. Take and drink it. Thank you for this new covenant. Thank you, Father. It's a new covenant. We rebuke sickness, disease that would come against our family. We stand against every attack of the enemy. We thank you that you are the seed. We have seed in the ground. We're here in this place. And you said if we belong to Christ... Then we're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the blessing. So we declare we live in your blessing, in your provision, in your healing, in your strength, in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen, Amen.
1: This new covenant that we live by is a covenant of faith. It's not a covenant of doubt and unbelief. And something supernatural happens when you and I begin to speak God's word. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. What does it say? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What does he do? Forgives all my iniquities. And heals all my diseases. Who redeems my life from destruction. He does not crown me with the corona. That's where the word corona means crown. He does not crown me with the coronavirus. But he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's what I'm saying. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. So that my youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm going to run and not be weary. I'm going to walk and I'm not going to faint. Hallelujah. So what happens when I declare the word of God? Something happens. It's a supernatural materiality. Faith is not a substance of this world. Faith is a substance of your spirit. And when your words go out, it begins to take hold of your mind, and then it moves into your heart, and then your heart begins to respond, and your faith takes hold of God, and the natural begins to respond to the supernatural, and it subverts the natural. And it says, I live by a different set of laws. I live by the law of faith. I live by the law of love. My life is subjugating the natural laws. Hallelujah. He crowns me with loving kindness. He crowns me with loving kindness. That's what I'm saying. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all that is within me my liver, my kidneys, my lungs, my eyes, my ears, my heart, my bones, everything in my bones, Pastor Grant, everything in my bones. This DNA will respond to the Word of God. Woo! Hallelujah. I feel the power of God in here today. I feel the anointing of God in here today. This DNA, he said, the word produces faith in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't live as a victim. That's why I loved what Ryan was sharing this morning. I don't live like a victim subject to, that your school is just a phase and you can't wait to get out of it. No, he said every day I'm living life on purpose. My faith is subjugating everything in the realm of the natural. It might look like something different out there. It might look like need and lack and want, but my God shall supply. God, my God, Your God shall supply all that is within me. My bones, Pastor Grant, I want to do that song. My bones are gonna say, "Ah, oh, well, you know they say there's trouble coming." Well, trouble came for Noah. The Bible said, "As in the days of Noah." The flood came, but the very flood that came to Noah was the very thing that lifted him up. The thing that destroyed everything else was the very thing that lifted Noah up above his circumstance. It might come, but God's going to raise me up. And you know what the amazing thing was? That with Noah when He got into that ark, the Bible says Jesus is that ark. Pastor Neves preached the sower, Jesus is that ark, and God shut the door. Woo. Some of you, God shut the door on some things, <laughs> but when He opens the door, it's the right place, it's the right time, it's the right season. Ah! Decided, and when he came, when he came out with his family, the first thing he did was to set up an altar and worship.
0: We hope you've been blessed by this anointed message. For information on other Good Hope Christian Center CDs and products, call 021 703 9400 or write to Good Hope Christian Center, corner of Panton and Plantation Roads, Ottery 7800, or visit our website at www.ghcc.tv.